This is the Mental Grit Podcast Experience. What's up, team? This is Coach Last, and joining me today is uh, Dr. Lauren Tashman, of which I am super stoked uh, to, to have her on board today to talk a little bit about um, you know, really impactful activities that she's utilizing with, with coaches specifically. And we'll get to all that here in just a little bit. But uh, for right now, I'd like to really enable Dr. Tashman to uh, introduce herself to, to you know, who, who is the Lauren Tashman and, and, you know, where do you come from? What's your background? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, you know, Lauren. Cool. Thanks for having me on, Nate. I'm really excited about this. Um, so long story short, I grew up sort of short. I grew up doing equestrian show jumping for 13 years and had no idea that sports psychology existed, but I really wish I did. Um, I, you know, it's funny when I got involved in it, I was eight years old and, you know, before I really understood how dangerous and scary it was what I was doing, I just thought it was the coolest thing ever right. um, and was really actually able to hold on to that for a really long time, despite having, you know, some things happen here and there. But I just yeah. honestly like, you know, give me a new horse, a new situation. And I just thought it was awesome. <laughs> Until um, I got older and um, I was um, I was kind of competing almost at the highest level. We were jumping pretty big jumps, you know, four foot six, five foot spreads, you know, all about speed and all that stuff. And I was on this horse that literally if he couldn't go over the jump for you, he would go through it. So it was just, you like had no concerns, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, but he wasn't the fastest thing ever and he wasn't, you know, going to keep the jumps up as well. So my coach at that point was like, Hey, you know, you, you've gotten comfortable enough. You need to get a horse you can win on. Definitely. So, I mean, you know, that sounded good at that point. Um, and at that point I had decided to kind of do this for a career. So, right. Um, honestly, we got a new horse and for the next three months, I did not get around a single course of jumps. The last, um, horse show I was at, I, I fell on in just a really bad way and thought I broke my back. I was really scared to move at first. And then the last time I was literally the last time I was on the horse, I broke a jump with my face. So Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. That, that's, that sets things up really nicely here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, at that point, I you know, thought, am I going to quit? And what, you know, what am I going to do? Um, and so I took a little time to think about it, but decided to stay on for another three years. But I could just, I never could shake it. You know, I got a new coach. I got a new just horse. Ahead, and, huh? Yeah. And um, I decided um, at that point, I was finishing up uh, college as a psych major. And my, right. one of my professors was like, hey, have you ever heard of sports psych? never had. Um, I was interning. As, as we, you know, all of us never really heard of it, right? We get into yeah. it, it's like all of a sudden, wow, there's this world. <laughs> exactly. Like, wish I'd had that a while ago. So yeah, I just really shifted my attention to that, got into a grad program, got really lucky to get into Florida State and be able to stay there for my PhD. And, and nice. as part of doing that, I had um, kind of probably a little over, uh, close to probably 2000 supervised hours of practice by the time I was done my wow. PhD there. Wow. How lucky are you? I'm, I'm not going to lie. Right? In the, in the field, I, I mean, for, uh, well, at least for the coaches and the athletes and the parents out there, like in, inside of sports psychology, it's such a new kind of idea out there, especially the applied world to be able to get that kind of experience 
is something that that I'm extremely jealous of. I'm not going to lie. Um, so I'm jealous of you, um, Dr. Katz, and I want you to know that right now. Uh, and just to be able to have that experience, did that have just a huge impact on your just your capability, your capacity, your 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 effectiveness? I mean, how do you, how do you feel about just at, at this point in your career? We're both young, obviously yeah. within the within the field. How do you feel like that's really impacted your uh, overall effectiveness at this point? I think it was huge because I got to do so many different things. You know, I worked with the division one team and coach. I, and I did that for, you know, I started literally with the division one team and worked with them and the coach for three years. Nice. You know, I got to work with an NAIA team and travel with them, um, right. which was a whole new, you know, a whole new ball game. Right. I got to work with youth athletes, all different sports, you know, and like expand my understanding of that. And then, Kind of as a side note, I also got to do three years of a research assistantship um, in Anders Ericsson's lab studying expert performance with SWAT uh, police officers and critical care nurses. So and if like, anybody knows anything about my coaching, Anders Ericsson is is one of my, uh, I guess, foundational core, like his, his uh, deliberate practice model is what yeah. I use for a, a lot of my, my training. Um, so I'm assuming you probably integrated some of that as well into what you do. Yeah. I mean, we were looking at, you know, what do experts do differently? How do they think? How, what advantages they have? What drawbacks do they have? You know, we did some interview studies, some simulation studies. It it was, you know, huge. So, you know, getting the supervised practice and then being able to do that in two other completely different areas, you know, not sport related and hear him and his colleagues like Dave Eccles, Paul Ward talk expert right. performance every day. I literally, I literally remember my first meeting um, working as a research assistant and I had just gotten on board of the project. We were doing an interview study of SWAT police officers, like their most stressful calls. Right. And I had only done a couple at that point. And I show up and I get a, I think it was an email call from Dave or Paul. And they were like, Hey, by the way, none of us are going to be able to come with to the meeting with honors today. So you're going to have to explain to him like where we're at in the project and what we're doing. And I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> good, good luck. <laughs> and I remember sitting there with him. And when he talks, it's like, you have to work so hard to understand. Cause he is That's just true. that, you know, he's done right. that much research that I was like, right. Right. I can't, I can't believe how Can scary. Dictionary, please? Let's just get a dictionary here. <laughs> Okay, continue. No, like on, on that whole point, I'm I'm reading, you know, uh, peak performance right yeah, now, yeah, and and uh, Brad Stolberg and 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 you know Steve Magnus and you got everybody out there. Go go download it on Audible. It's freaking awesome. I I've enjoyed it. Even as a sports psych, you have these little reminders and the way that they format that book, um, specifically between you know how stress and and rest and yeah. how to go about both sides of it. Um, I think is super impactful. So go check it out if if you have a chance. But um, Lauren, you know, to be able to have that kind of experience or this kind of experience on the show. So thank thank you first of all so much for joining me. Oh, and I, I want to kind of get into the meat here really quick. You know, for the, the whole purpose of the of the podcast of the of the YouTube channel is is to be able to provide you know the audience just some really effective methodology, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's make this stuff tangible. Let, I mean, we, we talk sports psychology, it can become so ethereal so quickly yeah. and it's so hard to like, okay, how do I actually utilize that? How do I actually integrate that? Um, and, and that's why I wanted to kind of bring this up is, okay, let's start talking with experts of performance psychology um, and allow them to tell their stories, to tell, tell you know, us what, what they think is most effective. And I wanna go to kind of the meat of, of our conversation today 
Sure. And and that is this idea of this, um, you know, just just the activity that you feel is most impactful. And you, you were explaining to me before a little bit about what you do with coaches, yeah. specifically with regards to their values and how that's impacted them. Um, but I want you to go ahead and just explain a little bit about what the activity is, uh, what the activity is for and how, you know, possibly coaches can integrate that quickly and easily or at least, you know, with as much less headache as they possibly can. Right. Um, but yeah, go ahead and tell us a little bit about this activity. So let me just give like a brief background. Yeah. This all came about my thinking about coaches and kind of what they need and what would most help, because I feel like now at this point, kind of in the field, we're doing a really good job, especially at the collegiate level. We're doing a better and better job each day, each year at helping the athletes, right? And right. you see it now in, in pro sport too with Major League Baseball, you know, picking yeah. up all these people. Yeah. But then it kind of forces you to realize like what support are the coaches getting to be at their best because they're going to then influence. I'm a big believer in team culture, right? Oh, and this yeah, idea of absolutely. systems theory and all that. Mm-hmm. So I really think that if you're not, working with the coaches and you're not working with one of the most integral parts of the whole equation, the whole system. Yeah. It's influence. It's, it's the tri the trifecta. That's what we teach over here, at least at mental grid is okay. We have the athlete, we develop the athlete's mental capacity, their minds, their ability to deal with situations. Right. And then we have the parents who are obviously a huge impact. You've worked with youth athletics. And then we have the coaches who are yet again, one of the biggest influencers in a young person's life. Um, you know, so, so that's why I'm excited about this and I hope, hope the coaches can kind of glean a couple of pieces here, Uh, but yeah, what are are your thoughts about this activity? So I really come at things from kind of a values based approach. I think if you get clear on who you are and what's most important to you, um, then that really helps create kind of like a domino effect. So here's kind of how this goes. And I kind of, I do it in a number of different ways, depending on the group or the goals or whatever it is. But I usually start either one of two ways. I literally give a list of like a hundred possible words that could be values. You know, everybody looks at me like, am I supposed to really look at this whole list? Yep. Yep. You know, Um, or I ask a couple pointed questions that would get them thinking about kind of the things that are most important and, and, and all that, right, to kind of identify those values. And I really ask them to think around three questions. What's most important to you? Okay. Who are you? Or who do you want to be, right? If there's something that you right. think like I want to emerge into, so I kind of tell them keep that in the ba- in the ra- uh, kind of back of your head as you're looking over these words or you're thinking through these questions, and I get them to the point where I personally like I know there's no real kind of target number, all that. I personally like kind of three or four values. I think that's a, four really like impactful values to them. Yeah. And I okay. once had a, a, a different than a coach, but I once had a tennis player, a professional tennis player look at me and, and she had like 20 and she's like, I'm not letting go of these. And I was, <laughs> Any of them either. No. And I said, like, I get that. Like, I'm not asking you to not be those things. I'm right. asking you to choose what's most important. What are the kind of non-negotiables, the core center here, the things that are going to lead into these other ones, right? right? Rank them, rank them right? Exactly. So once they get clear on what the values are, then I think the next step is to get clear on what that looks like. You know, if you if you think about uh, Daniel Coyle's book that just came out, The Culture Code, he has this right. great quote, something about the idea of that, you know, your culture isn't who you are, it's what you do. True. So, yeah. you know, I think a lot of people are good at coming up with the words, but then it kind of, the process stops there. They don't really think so how about do you, How do you go about that though? I mean, I've had questions from coaches all the time. It's just like, okay, I have my philosophy. I have my core values. Like how do I, what does that look like? And is that the question? 
is the question what does that actually look like in, in actionables and behaviors as a coach? I mean, how do you how do you get them to really like tangible? Um, I you know, attack it from different facets. So I kind of uh, sometimes like sometimes I'll leave it that broad. And when you're working with some, they're like, oh, it's clear to me. It means this, you know, X, right. Y, and Z. Right. Uh, for most, though, they need some questions to get the ideas going, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, what might this look like in practice? What might this look like in competition? Um, what might this look like on good days? What might this look like on not good days? Because I want <laughs> right. them to think about both sides. Like right. when you're you know, I just kind of did a, like a rebranding for myself and the company name is now Aligned Performance because I really believe right. in that. Like when you're aligned, what does that look like? And then With there your values times, and your actions, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And when you're not aligned, what does that look like, right? Yeah. So you get a lot of clarity. So I might ask them to think about past, you know, uh, performances, past examples, past conversations with athletes, because I want them to think about this. And it, again, it depends on whether they're looking at this as coming up with their own personal values or the values of kind of culture of the team, right, which obviously right. in a lot of ways right. are going to overlap. But I might mm -hmm. ask them to think about what does this look like for your team? And then I, at some point, I'm going to ask them, what does it look like for you? Because you're the number one person who's going to lead through this, right? And has to be aligned with those values and kind of that modeling. So I want right. them to think about when you're aligned with these what does it look like when you're coaching in this way? And when you're not, what might the athletes see or not see? What might your assistant right. coaches see or not see from you? you so know, that this, they start to all, paint this picture. Yeah, this sounds like a, a, a something that I actually do with teams specifically. And we did this actually just, just recently with the, uh, with the Olympus Aquatics water polo team. Okay. Um, in developing a, a team creed, right? Yes. It's the same kind of idea that you're going Similar down, idea. right? Mm -hmm. Developing a value system or, the, you know, set of values. And then what are the actions around that, you know, those values that, that are actionable, right? How can you portray those things? And then we developed a creed based on those, yep. on those actionables. Um, and I actually got a, a text message the other day from the coach. They just beat one of the, the, the biggest, their biggest rivals, right? Mm -hmm. Inside of their, uh, their program. Um, and the coach said, you know, they played with flow, they played great. And one of the kids actually said, we just played by our creed. Yeah. And, and that just blew my mind to think, okay, as simple as that, they just need direction. They just need something to, you know, to, to measure their, um, their actions against in order to like, make sure that they're doing it correctly. And this, it, it just sounds like this idea that you're, you're pushing through this activity is, is for coaches specifically and their yeah. actions. Um, do you ever take it? further than that and, and have them take these, these actionables to the creed level, to the oh, philosophy yeah. level. Like, so, so keep Huge. going. What's the next step here? So, yeah. And, and I might do it, you know, I think it's makes sense to start with them. I'm a big believer in, you know, coaches being very upfront about who they are. You know, yeah. we know from all the iterations of studying leadership that, you know, it used to be, we thought there were traits. Nope. It's not that. Right. What are the behaviors? Nope. It's not that there's no perfect model. Right. And right. this idea of like authentic leadership, I think is huge now. Right. And so, I, I subscribe to that personally. I think me, that's huge. Me too. Authenticity, I will, right? <laughs> I will have coaches say like, do I need to change? And I'm like, mm, it's going to be pretty hard to change who you are. You right. know, like there might be something you need to work on doing better or different, but I, right. I think it's very hard to change who you are. Now, if you get very clear on who you are and what's important and you have or do so in a way that enables you to make that clear right up front with your athletes and then you use that at any time, Right. right. 
Because that to me is the third part of this, whether I'm doing it with a team like you're talking about or I'm do, you know, doing it with a coach, I think the third part is the check-in. And I really ascribe the whole idea of like reinforcement schedule. When you're getting this set out at first, you need to be checking in constantly. Do I look like this? Do I not look like this? You know, right. What do I need to shift to look to be more aligned? And then as you kind of progress over time, you can dial back and do kind of that more intermittent check-in where it's like, you know, all right about a week has gone by, let me take stock of how I'm doing with this or a kind of key moment is coming up. Let me make sure I'm aligned at this point. Right. Um, and I think I, that's where this can come in, right? I mean, I, we, we love technology. We all love yeah. technology. And I've, I've personally been trying to figure out, okay, how do I constantly, how am I consistently on top of what I need to be on top of? Um, and, and even little reminders in, in, in Gmail, right? Little things like that have been so impactful just to be able to check in. So even, you know, for those watching, for, for those coaches or athletes or parents in this case, this can be used in all three, right? Yep. Yep. Um, really, you know, being able to just, just right now, you, 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 once you've gotten your values down, once you've gotten, you know, your actionables regarding those values, write down a schedule of, of, when are you going to check in on this? When are you going to hold yourself accountable or how are you going to hold yourself accountable to these things? Um, not just accountability, but also, you know, that dynamic, okay, I'm going to look back at this with the same vigor that I did before yeah. and see how I'm doing. And I'm going to measure myself against that, that idea. And, you know, I think that's, so. What, what have you used? What have you used to help coaches actually like come back to it? Or do you just call them and be like, Hey coach, we did this. How, how do you go about that? Process? I usually try to help them make it part of their every day, you know, like, or do you have like a reflection kind of piece every day? The coaches I've worked with, the majority of them have been, you know, so open to reflection. Right. They just maybe need a little guidance on like some frameworks to use or how to approach it. So I always try to get them on the path of making this honestly, like a continuous part, you know, of your thought process. Is this of, a daily thing? I, mean, I, I think it? so. I think it's so because I think co in the world of coaches it might be a little different for teams, but in the world of coaches, they are doing stuff day to day. It might be interacting with their staff, interacting right. with the athletic department, their athletes, the parents, you know, thinking about competition planning. So I really do think and, and especially at the beginning when this is kind of a new thing, I do think it has to be a daily process. Um, and, you know, there are some times where I think absolutely the phones can be a useful reminder. I think, you know, visuals, you know having it literally having, in front of yeah, your some face kind of, yeah like whiteboarded or something and in, inside of your something a team I worked with that you know it's a national team so we travel a lot we got like those you know low hack truck uh, <laughs> uh, luggage tags made up yeah. and we made cards for the values and then we had like a couple so obviously there's a lot of ways this these values yeah. look like kind of being lived out but we came up with like what are the key ones we expect to see for each of the values right. that went on a card um, with like an overarching theme and then that's our luggage tag and we have a poster that gets put that's up cool. you know so like that's it so is cool. literally in our face every day right. um so that we're making sure that that resonates and then it's part of the reflection process at the end of the day like okay quick check-in did we look like this did we not look like this right um, i think that part is that I think those those two pieces of getting clear on what the values look like and then making it part of your daily process, those are, I think, two of the kind of underrated, less utilized forms of this that make it worth the while. Without you know, a doubt. And coming it, up it, with it, the words is easy, but yeah. like, why bother? You know, like you were talking about the whole idea of this 
for us from your end, right, is to make it actionable, not just yeah. be stuff that and we it, do for no to. reason. It absolutely has to be. And it, it kind of reminds me of a conversation that I had with uh, Amanda Meyerberg mm-hmm. um, from A-Game Sports Psychology. She uh, she was talking about how coaches need to actually have a pre-performance game routine as well, absolutely. right, or pre-performance routine. And this is maybe a part of that pre-performance routine is before you even going into your coaching day, maybe this can become a part of that where you're reviewing your your values, you're reviewing, you're reviewing your actionables, especially when you're going through a hard day. I mean, coaches yes. live their own lives. And I know I, I was a coach uh, at the lacrosse high school level for a couple of years. And I remember that there would be bad days in, at work and I would need to come into practice in a way that was helpful, <laughs> right? And, and kind of aligned with those values that I had as a coach and making sure that I'm always reviewing that philosophy before I going into that or I'm going into that experience. So, I mean, maybe, and, and this is for the coaches out there as well, right? Do something, do something to help you. I mean, take the Amanda's, you know, uh, idea of uh, have a pre-performance routine or, or pre-coaching yeah. routine and possibly integrate this idea of reviewing your coaching philosophy, your values, your actionables, um, and reflect on it obviously after as well. I think it sounds so counterintuitive to a lot of people that because if this is the stuff that's most important to us and who we are, why should we have to check in on it? You know, I've, I've actually that's gotten true. that question before. Like, yeah. But if, if I've clarified what's important to me, why do I have to check in? Let's say it's one of the quirky ways that we're built to so easily forget what's important in a moment that's of stress true. where that's we're built true. to self-protect. So we, right. we think other things are important. Right? right. So we get so we just get uh, that distance from those important things because we're tricked into thinking by our minds that something else is useful here to pay attention to. You got um, that right. Um, do, do you have any kind of do you ever utilize just worksheets for this kind of idea? Yep. Is, is there any kind of visual that you utilize? Um, would you mind or be willing to make that available to the, the coaches um, sure. for the podcast? Would that be OK? Yeah. Um, so so in, in that case, just everybody, um, there's going to be a down or download link right below just make sure uh, you know download uh, just this quick cool activity i think it would be really fun just for you to go through and if you guys have any questions you can contact dr uh, tashman or myself um, in the future and we'll be able to answer your questions for you um, regarding that activity but as always you know these is i i created this show because i think we as sports psychology consultants are talking together and we have these cool conversations mm-hmm. all the time and why not just make it available? It drives me crazy because it's so easy. Small things that are so easy to do and are so effective. So thank you for that. I want to, I want to kind of wrap things up right there with regards to the activity and kind of come outside of the activity and sure. talk a little bit about, I guess your, you know, some of, some of what you would um, suggest, you know, what would you suggest in terms of books? Um, for coaches, what would you suggest in terms of, um, you know, just, just really how to integrate this stuff into, into people's lives? I I guess we should just stick with books at this point, but what are your thoughts on books? Um, Let's get, let's get two or three that, that you really feel are impactful, um, for the audience today. I'm a crazy book nerd, so I can give you lots. Um, I was trying to brainstorm before this call. Um, definitely, I would recommend the new one that, that just came out, Culture Code. Daniel Coyle's book on that is fabulous. Um, if you're looking for a specific example about like values in action, I would definitely suggest Legacy. Um, that's all about the All Blacks and their attempt oh, yeah. at basically doing this. Such a cool book, too. Yeah, and it's so it's such an easy read. Um, 
And then the thing that actually years ago, a few years ago now that prompted me on this whole process of really coming from a values-based approach more was uh, Simon Sinek's Start With Why. <laughs> and then he followed that up with Leaders Eat Last, which is a great oh, man. Stuff, yeah, that, so. both, both of them have been highly impactful. And, and Sinek is, is one of those guys who is easily able to get on camera and, 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 just, and just be able to portray a message so clearly. Yeah. And it's something that I feel like, uh, at least myself, I'd, I'd like to be just like him in terms of my ability to communicate an idea, uh, you know, across to, across the video and across the audio. And uh, and hopefully this will help as well with that. But yeah, yeah everyone go check those check those books out. Um, let again, let us know if you have any questions as sports psychology consultants. And I think Lauren will, will agree with me on this. We're just here to help. We're here to support. We're here to back you up as coaches, as athletes, as parents to, you know, to bring kind of what we know in, in the science of what works best and, and help you, you know, really integrate that into your lives. Um, and, uh, you know, really that's, that's what we're all about uh, as sports psychology consultants. Would you agree? I mean, isn't that hundred percent? And I read a book recently that called it science help. And I was like, yes, that's that, what we do. That's so true. You know, we're not in the business of like advice or that we're science help. You know, yeah. we have all this stuff that we read and we've learned about, and it's just about trying to help everybody use yep. it so that they can reach their potential more often. That's how I look at it. I so, mean, I just Lauren, love. how can people get in touch with you? How can people, I mean, if people do have mm -hmm. questions, if anybody does have questions, where can they get in touch with you? Where can they engage with you or your social media routes? Yep. What are your thoughts um, on Twitter at LT sports Nice. Um, on Instagram at LS Tashman. Um, you can email me at lauren.tashman at gmail.com. And my website is alignperform.com. Cool name, by the way. I, I do agree. I, and coming up with men, I remember coming up with mental grit, and I was like, oh, that took so long to come up with the one that you actually believe in as a name. You're like, I, I like that. I like well, that. and I was just kind of forced to do a rebrand when I moved to New York City a few months ago, <laughs> which turned out to be a great thing, you know, because when I first did my business years ago, I, you know, like I had something I thought was useful, but this this makes a lot more sense for my approach. So. That, that okay, well, everyone get in touch with uh, Dr. Tashman if you do have any questions. And uh, thank you for, for joining me, for, for, you know, at least providing some, some really incredible value, right. Um, in terms of this activity for coaches, for parents, for even athletes. And, uh, if anybody has any questions, please get in touch with that being said, we're signing off. Have a fantastic day, everyone get grit. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. Thanks Nate for having me.